and, and we spent wisely on the tech stuff. But then that almost makes it, um, you're almost setting yourself up to, for a fall because unless you've got a much, much bigger budget for, you know, getting eyeballs on, on screen and getting versions, it's kind of pointless. Um, honestly, every kind of startup failure, every kind of uh, startup learning is a learning uh, uh, for different reasons. Um, so damn useful, um, and that should never be discounted. Uh, like, a, you know, the end of the road is not the end of that road. That's just like the end of a chapter. I know I sound like my mum because she'd always say things like this. Don't I? Hello, and welcome to episode seven of How Do You End Up Doing That with me, Alex Jeffers. This podcast is all about speaking to people about the jobs they've ended up doing and what got them into doing it, because usually people have got a bit of a story to tell about how they ended up doing what they're currently doing if it's slightly out of the ordinary. This week's episode is with Miles Cook, who works as a senior technical consultant, a race car instructor, and manages a co-working space in Cumbran. I've known Miles for years now, and we've worked together on a few projects, but he still surprised me with some of his work's history and how certain jobs and experiences have affected his mental health and attitude toward what he's been working on. I recorded this at the end of 2023, and I haven't put it out yet until now, because towards the end of the episode we start talking about a startup called Porter. I mentioned about speaking to Gary from Porter the next week, and, well, it's taken two months, but I finally got the call booked in with Gary for next week. So hopefully all will go well, and that will be indeed the next episode. If you listen to this, and you've got any comments or feedback, anything you'd like to say to me, really, feel free to drop me an email to alex at howdyou.com. That's H-O-W-D-Y-O-U dot com. And I'll take a look at any emails that come across, and hopefully I can get back to you with some answers. So let's get stuck into our conversation with Miles. Cheers! for jumping on a call with me sure. today uh, to look at, I guess, your career path and progression from uh, what you did in your early days going up to where you are now, which I have written down as senior software consultant, co-working space owner, 3D printer. Not you. <laughs> you are not a 3D printer. No, not true. Yeah. Like a 3D pin- printerist, I guess. Possibly. Whatever. Like, like a yeah. detectorist. Um, mm. And also a, a race car instructor. Uh, mm. So quite a varied set of skills there. It sounds quite eclectic, though, you read it as. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this is where we are. Um, I feel like, yeah, sort of, you know, because I've known you for quite a while now, and I've known there's always been a bit of bit, of, a bit of eccentricity in a lot of what you've done. Uh, okay, interesting. I'd, I'd say so. Some of the projects we've worked on together have been um, a little out there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Compare the <laughs> probably casket. Not for this podcast, yeah, probably, maybe not. Probably not. <laughs> probably not. Um, I have to wait another 10 years. But, uh, maybe, maybe. Some NDAs there, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, quite a lot of like odd stuff there. So I guess if we um, let's start, unlike Star Wars, start at the beginning, not in the middle. Um, okay. And yeah, sort of tell us uh, a bit about like school and what you subjects you studied at school. How you kind of went from there to um, yeah, I guess you know leaving what what you did at that point. Yeah. Okay. So we'll um, touch on the farm because you found that interesting. Uh, just we're chatting now. Um, yeah, I grew up on a farm for about seven years. So it was a decent chunk of my life. Um, you know, learned how to cut bracken and feed animals and. Prep wood and stuff, and, and anyway, school happened. 
not, nothing you know, remarkable, uh, but it, obviously I went through to, um, at that point I was kind of um, in my head, uh, especially going into college, I had two ideas, um, either going to journalism or software engineering. You, you probably didn't know that about me. Um, no. I went to experience for the Southwoods Guardian, wrote about the Cardiff Summer Festival, gave the thing into the guy and um, he put it out without any changes. I'm like, did he even read it? Wow. Um, and then A-levels in French because yeah, it was easy um, for me because my mum mum and my stepdad uh, moved to France when I was six, 14. Uh, so, yeah, I was good at French. Um, Can you speak where French um, and, um, I can do, but not for this podcast. Okay. If you really want me to. <laughs> I know, I'll get extra money for that. <laughs> no. I've completely lost my train of thought. So you were um, in France. Uh, did your A-levels, French uh, A-levels? No, no, I'm sorry. I did uh, French for A-levels. Yes. Uh, computer science and communication studies because that was like two strands of my career. In fact, when I was really young, I wanted to be an airline pilot and a taxi driver because my dad was a taxi driver and I thought, that's cool, you get to drive cars, but also I'd like to fly. When you look back, I want to be a, when you look back and you think airline pilot and taxi driver, yeah, that'd be an interesting career mix there. But anyway, um, I still still have a flying lesson booked, but that's now gone. Postponed, but I will um, tick that off the bucket list. Uh, one day, um, I went into, uh, well, the story of me, why I went into engineering, which has been my career, most of it, is um, uh, it came, everybody had y- yellow UCAS forms. You had to fill up yellow UCAS forms. I didn't even know what a UCAS form was. Turns out it was to go to university. You have to pick one. Do I? Yeah, probably. Okay, fine. Um, and I was like, oh, actually, what am I doing next year? Uh, somebody said, well, computer scientists, you know, software engineers, they make loads of money. I went, All right, I'll do that then. And that was literally why I went to software engineering, because it was on the day I needed to make a choice uh, what, what, what I was doing. Picked out three universities that um, you know, ranked them in order of what they wanted. Um, Abris was at the top. Um, I didn't quite get the grades for Abra, but actually they they put me in anyway. Went to Aberystwyth University, with, and I stayed at Aberystwyth for about 10 years. Um, lovely place. Once it gets hold of you, you never want to leave. And I guess um, that is a very disjointed whirlwind tour of my uh, education, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, what have we missed out on there? What, what bits do we need to go into? Uh, I think we've covered off where we went. We did uh, school happening, um, A-levels yeah. uh, being there. Uh, yeah. University going to ABBA. I think that covers off. So software engineering, do you, um, did you complete the degree? Yeah, I did. Um, uh, yeah, it got to, it turned into a computer science degree because it was loads of maths and engineering, and um, didn't really like that. So uh, yeah, I got it done, and then went to work in the twenty-four hour spa, where I became a very small celebrity, local town legend for a couple of years because I'm the guy that's working in the spa. Because um, you know, it's a small town mentality; it doesn't take much uh, to be famous there. Um, like everywhere you go, oh, you're the guy that works in spa. Yeah. I- um, so I uh, learned about retail. Nice. Which is interesting. I, I have a yeah, very similar, well, not that I went to uni, but uh, my days of working in Subway, I became Subway man. Uh, oh, there we go, then. From uh, growing up in Bridgend and selling sandwiches to everyone, I was, yeah, I was the guy yeah, who worked in Subway. Um, yeah. And had a, almost a cult-like following of, uh, yeah, sort of <laughs> emo kids. Yeah, you know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about, don't you? Like, everybody else is going to be thinking what they used to go on, but yeah, it's uh, small town mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, including the one guy who said, um, oh, it was like, what's your name? I was like, that's Jeffers. Like, is that Jeffers with a J or Jeffers with a Q? I was like, oh, a Q? And he went, yeah, oh, why not? <laughs> why not? He went, oh, Queffers then. Uh, and for a good like, year, for the, with this one yeah. group of people, I was known as Queffers. 
Excellent. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'm, I, I sure love similarly that. remember the guys who worked in Spa being like, you know, can we get served from that guy? Yes, we can, because he thinks I'm 18. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I was too straight down the middle, and I was like, no. Yeah. It's about a year, year and a half, a couple of years maybe, um, of me just doing retail. That was meant to be like stopgap until I went into my career. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I got bored of the stopgap, went to look properly for um, for work. Um, my then girlfriend at the time was like, well, hang on a second, because I was looking at places in, to work in Cardiff, because there's not much engineering work in Aberystwyth, funnily enough. Um, no, it wasn't at the time. And um, she said, well, you're not moving to Cardiff. I said, okay, well, I'll start a business. Um, so that's where Cookie Online, the first iteration, ah, came out. okay. Because uh, I knew nothing about business. Um, I know marginally a bit more now, but not that much. Um, went on a, like a week uh, crash course at the university, put on for free. Um, got some European KEF scholarship money, mm-hmm. um, which I was actually turning. That's a long story. So I applied for like about six or seven grand, which would sound, sound like lords um, of um, funding uh, for business, which was my, you know, flogging websites business. Mm-hmm. Um, got the funding, but the time was also going for um, army officer selection and going through all that process to go to Sandhurst. And when the guy said, you finally got the um, scholarship, I said, well, I've, I've changed my mind. And he said, let's take the money anyway. I oh. said, well, I can't do that. That doesn't feel like, that doesn't feel... Um, you know, genuine. And then I was like, well, actually, well, I'll, I'll see how it goes. Do it for a year. See if I can make it work. Stupid mm-hmm. idea. I should... um, I've never really got good advice because I've never, probably never sought uh, any advice. Uh, but yeah, I wish I could have um, uh, taken a different route because obviously you want to do army stuff when you're young. Um, I mean, I did the reserves for a few years. Um, so that was, yeah, that, that kind of scratched that itch a bit. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I did the business, got pulled into it, pulled into it, pulled into it. Um, started to really enjoy it because it was quite a big challenge um, yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, as uh, you probably remember from your early days, and it was like trying to pull in. I mean, I, I was okay. I could just I could do the work, but finding the work, I was awful. Um, I was good at, even though I'm not a networker, I'm not a natural networker. Um, I've had to learn how to do it. Um, I'm not very good at people. I'm an engineer. What do you expect? Um, but um, I've managed to teach myself how to be better with people. And yeah, the work that I was getting bits of work through networking, mm-hmm. uh, and that was, um, and it was starting to, um, and it was starting to grow. Uh, I think the landmark job I did at the time was the. Um, it was like an eBay for sheep. Um, <laughs> in the <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was some, some farmer, really top look um, up the stick somewhere. He had um he was working with the meat promotion board and they gave him some budget to project manage some digitization of um of, of sheep sales between farmers and they put in some really interesting details about um egg count and that's not the sheep eggs that's in their in their feces um and stuff and it was like very very bespoke um i don't think you put it on ebay now but it was you know it was a it, it was like my first big big job and i was like Wow, this is cool! And I decided to go to Bristol um, to take, you know, to grow the business because people say, "No, Bristol—it's where tech is really, really good and stuff." Um, except I was on an army course down in Cardiff. Um, can't remember what it was, but I met up with some friends after an international, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, rugby international, yeah. and I decided there and then, no, I'm going to Cardiff instead because <laughs> the thing is, um, I, I being from 
Swansea Valley, um, Cardiff are like, oh, we don't we don't talk to them. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's such more petty mindedness, and I was like there thinking, actually, this is quite a nice place. Um, maybe I could see myself moving here. Asked a friend of mine, do you know of any um, rooms going? He said, well, yeah, there's one in our house. I was like, right, okay, I'll take it. I'll come down to Cardiff then. And then for the first few months, hated it. Right. Can I tell you this story? I mean, is this R-rated or anything, or is this... Um... Yeah, it can be. I'm not... I... Yeah, right, okay. Let me, let me give you an example of um, how this person from, like, a farm um, in the Swansea Valley, then Aberystwyth, which is not exactly, like, cosmopolitan, um, dealt with Cardiff... So I'm walking, because it was in Sploss, right, off the Magic Roundabout, Sankohar Street, okay? And, uh, you know, literally, I think on the first evening, I went for a walk, and the lady said, hello, love, have you got a cigarette? Have you got a light? You can see where this is going. I said, oh, I haven't, sorry. Oh, okay. Bear in mind, I'd gone down there to move my business down to Cardiff. And she went, right, um, do you any business? And my, for a split second, my head was like, how does she know? <laughs> like, how does she know? I was like... I couldn't think of anything to say, so I'm, no, I'm all right, thanks. Obviously, now I know what the business was, but <laughs> <laughs> it's like... <laughs> wow, okay, okay. But, but the thing is, I'd actually gone there for a bit of life experience, like Merthyr Tidville aside. <laughs> um, you know, it was like, well, I might as well go into a city, and I hated it for a, a few months, and I, was even, I even remember talking to my mum saying, I, I think this is a terrible decision. Mm. I'm on the phone, and she said, well, you know, stick at it so it goes um eventually yeah, i started to realize well actually it's got its it's got its benefits as well not the the business the lady um <laughs> advisor whatever she was i don't but, think uh, she was an advisor i think she was very hands-on no, miles very <laughs> probably yeah. um, but, so um was there like was there a thing then after you know you've come from swansea valley aberystwyth yeah. you know you've come to cardiff you don't like it was there a like a moment or something in your head that's made you think actually I do like this. This is quite great. I love being in the city. Or was it probably yeah? I, I can think of one um, walking because I had like um, in Aberystwyth there was a something called Christmas Germinator, which is a really really cheap office space. I mean it was like enough room for like three people and swinging a cat just about. Um, but I decided right, I'm going to have an office space in Cardiff mm-hmm. somewhere in um, Regis which is down the bay somewhere. But I'd, I'd walk down there and I'd walk uh, through the Dragon Centre. And one day I was walking through the Dragon Centre, mm-hmm. passing a new Alfa Romeo 159, which I still want to get, because they should be reasonably cheap now, and thinking, oh, I really want one of those. Um, but I suddenly realised, hang on a second, I'm walking in the Dragon Centre, there's a cool car, it's a showroom. For- I know it's a small thing, but it suddenly sort of dawned on me this is a bit better than Aberystwyth, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This pleasant walk, new car, Dragon Centre. Oh, the Chinese buffet. I took a client there. Um, I, I don't think they were expecting all the Chinese buffet for a, for a business meal, but it worked. For, they loved it. They said, we're coming back here again. Um, the Oriental Garden, which is unfortunately closed. It has now. Yeah, yeah. I remember when there were lots when I was younger. Uh, that way you can eat Chinese buffet. That was that was amazing. As a as a child or you know early yeah. teen, I remember that being like the peak of luxury was the all you can eat Chinese buffet down the bay. Like yeah, nothing yeah. can get better than this. It's, it's all oh, you can eat Chinese food. <laughs> yeah, it's really good quality as well. And, and there was like little bits like um, going out and seeing some friends um, in town after work, and then just like staying there all night because you forget to go home. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the places, but like not even that special places. But there were, 
it's just, you know, okay, this is more, um, there's more going on here. It's more interesting. Mind you, um, Aberystwyth is the only place that feels like home to me um, still to this day. I could go back there and just be in mental bliss, you know, mm. back because um, it still feels homely. But yeah, I started to realize actually, yeah, there's, there's more going on in Cardiff. Um, I quite like it. Uh, but then suddenly I moved. Yeah. Which was too like. <laughs> well, I was going to say, how did you find mm. the move from the the business side of things? So you've moved your business from Aberystwyth down to Cardiff. Um, mm-hmm. Did you kind of bring any of your old clients with you? Uh, did kind you, of. Uh, just sort of like arrive in Cardiff and go, hello, it's me. Yeah, stand in the middle of, of uh, St. Mary Street um, with border run. Um what did I, I, I did some networking again. Um, I think whatever the precursor was to Unified Diff, I think it's the same. Was it in the same building? I, I went to some events. I started um, uh, speaking to people, um, started to pick up bits and pieces of work, um, even like some people in the house. And uh, there's, a, there's a business guy. Um, I got some work through, through him. Um, not very well. Um, but then... Um, I mean, we're only talking like a few hundred pounds a month okay? because I wasn't very good at finding work, but also I was doing part-time army stuff, mm. which was another few hundred pounds a month. And you combine the both and you've got uh, a wage of sorts with no dependents. And, yeah. You know, cheap. It's kind of like, you know, it's doable. Yeah. Back in... And if you be a tokens at the end of the week. Exactly. Back in those days, living in a shared house in Cardiff, you only really needed a few hundred. You know, it wasn't it wasn't massively expensive. Basically, uh, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about uh, when I first moved to Cardiff. I was yeah, I was living on like eight hundred quid a month uh, back yeah. in 2012, and it would you know enough money to pay the rent, go out for a few beers. Um, couldn't go on all day, yeah. but like, it was it was fine. You know, it was great. It was a freedom. Was I was living in the yeah, city, yeah. and that's that's what I really wanted. Yeah, it was um, it was a slightly special time because uh, yeah, it was good fun. I had a few friends, uh, so there was some social avenues. There was um, you know bits of enough to keep me ticking over. Um, and I was youngish and didn't have a care in the world. I was loving things, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, yeah, I remember my friend's girlfriend saying, "Yes, but hang on a second, you don't know." If you've got work on next month, you don't know if you're going to get any money. And I was like, "Yeah, it's fine. I'm sure something's doing that." You know? <laughs> something like that. Yeah, if not, the rent will have to be a month late. But you know, who cares? Um, if I turn up to enough things and talk to enough people, someone will eventually give me work. I guess from that, obviously doing uh, the cookie online stuff. Uh, yeah. There was, I guess, the first time I really knew you was when um, Blurt was a thing. Ah, was, we, there a, um, was there an intermediary step between... Yeah, we're missing a chapter. So um, uh, if you remember, like, the 2008, in the middle of the year, like, Woolworths went to the wall, mm-hmm. and people were asking me, oh, how's the business? I said, actually, it's fine. It doesn't think it's affected me. Maybe because it's, you know, it's more consumers. Yeah. Um, B2B stuff is fine. Um, I had a, a, a list, a backlog of jobs to kind of get cracking on. And um, I went in, like, I remember in January coming back. And usually in January, for me, I don't know about you, but like, January seems to be a good month for work because people either yeah. go through the yellow pages literally, <laughs> they used to find, right, we need a web developer. We know this. Let's just get, get, it, get it rolling. Yeah. Um, and the phone is usually off the hook. Um, 
that didn't happen. It's like, oh, that's no problem. I've got like another three, three or so things that we've kind of talked about end of last year. Let's get cracking. And I'm actually going to these people um, for all these bits of work that we said, yeah, let's do that. Um, and then I was like, oh, actually, can we put it off for six or nine months? So I went to my like nuclear option. Um, she's a lovely lady who used to do like um, psychology e-learning materials. Well, mm -hmm. she did the materials. I made it e-learning because um, she had um, a gig lined up with like HSBC, I think, um, to do some really good, um, I guess, mental health stuff, except it wasn't really known as mental health back then because we didn't really know what mental health was. Um, and it was all about like um, uh, your peak, peak performance and managing stress levels and stuff. Um, so I guess, yeah, yeah, there's, there's probably a bigger category for it now. Um, and I called her up and uh, she said, I'm so sorry, I've been meaning to call you, um, but I just couldn't bear, couldn't face it. Um, they put it off, uh, put the project off for nine months. Um, and I was like, oh, hang on a second. If this is the trend, I'm a bit screwed. Mm. Uh, and I on MSN, as uh, you did back in the day, messaged my friend and said, uh, yeah, I'll come up for lunch, but um, I'm a bit worried because, you know, all my work seems to be drying up. And he said, mate, I've told you, get on Monster, get your CV out there, get a proper job. <laughs> so I did. <laughs> went, for, went for a subway down Mermakey, as it happens, and then uh, came back and was like, this, my email, main box was just like flooded and, and missed voice messages because I was pitching myself as a, a junior software engineer who'd run his own business and only wanted like pittance for wages. I mean, like, what did I know? Um, but then um, it turned out that I had a, a very quick, literally that was one day um, by the, the following week, seven days later, I'd already had three interviews and that evening I'd had a job offer. Right. And it was literally, um, so, you know, because um, I remember telling one recruiter, no, I've already got a job interview that day. And he was like, where is it? I said, uh, Maidenhead, I think. Oh, well, this one's in Bristol. I'm sure you could do two in one day. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but then I've got to sleep somewhere in London to go up to Cambridge the next day. And it was like, I spent like, you know, a couple of days on the road. Um, I got, I, uh, the Cambridge place offered me, lovely company doing health and safety software. Mm -hmm. um, I then did my, that was my first proper job. Uh, it's basically people like um, that managing agents that run big commercial property like shopping centers or the shard or something. Okay. Um, the managing agents that actually run it, they, um, all their statutory inspections and actions and stuff have to be recorded. And they would do that on software, which was a bit novel at the time, um, which meant um, they could easily prove their compliance um, much better and save loads of time. Yeah. Uh, but they not get sued as much. Um, because they can prove that they've done all their you know, statutory work. Yeah. Um, but that took Cambridgeshire. Um, you know, there was like a, a new adventure that was quite cool. I remember going up in the old Audi 80 thinking, this is cool. I'm, I'm moving again. You know, I, I like change. Um, and if I can deal with um, business advisors as a plot, um, I'm sure I could deal with, you know, Cambridge. <laughs> you know, posh people. Um, I'm sure it'd be fine. Um, but... Um, uh, yeah, so I went to went to work there for, uh, and I, I stayed in the area for three and a half years. Still miss it a bit. And I was, uh, I mean, I guess well, when would this have been? What year? Like two thousand and eight. Uh, two thousand. So January, uh, literally first of February two thousand and nine. Um, till um, I, I went for a coffee with Vonna because I haven't seen Vonna for ages. Um, it was I still haven't left uh, for that coffee. We've been together two years. 10 years and a couple of kids later, 
Um, coffee is probably a bit cold by now. But, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, um, I mean, the, the Cambridgeshire job, um, lovely little company. Um, but then, obviously, um, when I went for my coffee, um, uh, a few months later, uh, suddenly Matthew was on the cards, um, my first son, and uh, I was like, ah, oh, crap. So, you know, they were really accommodating to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember um, uh, the managing director, she's a lovely lady, mad as a box of frogs, telling me, Use, you were coming for, a, for, you're coming with me for a walk with the dogs. And she was like, trying to convince me, no, 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 bring her up here, don't, don't go, don't go. And I think we eventually settled on, well, okay, maybe I could work remotely. I mean, this is back, this is 2013, and with a slightly, um, with not a tech company, just like a bog standard company. Yeah. So that was a, that was pretty wild back then. Hmm. Um, we tried to do the remote working thing. Um, it it kind of wasn't working because it's possibly you know, a bit of politics. Um, and um, But yeah, I was trying to do a job but people were kind of doing it for me up at the office. Right. And I can see that because I'm like, I'm coming in and go, right, this is what we want to want to do. Because I kind of changed my job into like part-time programmer, um, mostly project manager, because I thought that would be my next career step, right? Mm-hmm. I went to, uh, did a project management course. And I was like, right, I'm going to project management, project manage the second version of our flagship software. Because by this time, I'd gone from like junior engineer to mid, to senior engineer, to having my own pet programmer, um, to mentor, and uh, about three years, and I kind of thought, well, okay, it's next stage, next stage now. Um, I was probably in a bit of a hurry, um, but yeah, the project management stuff um, didn't quite work out. I would hoped it uh, worked out, and um, I was getting a bit, um, yeah, it, it started to sour a little bit, which is unfortunate. Um, but anyway. It, these things happen, um, and I looked for work because uh, obviously by this time point I'd moved down to Swansea um, uh, with Vonna, and um, I uh, was looking for work. Um, found this position at Blurt, mm-hmm. which was in Newport at the time. Oh, okay, started off in Newport some, somewhere in uh, like a business loft or something. So for anyone who doesn't, most probably most people, because Blurt, Blurt is no more uh, now, but for anyone listening Sadly. who uh, doesn't know what Blurt was, uh, do you want to give a bit, of a bit of a recap on that? Well, even people at the time had no idea what we were talking about. I'll be honest, um, I, didn't, said, re- I didn't fully understand it when I first heard Jason talk we about We were it. rubbish at selling it. Um, <laughs> so it was a bit like, basically we said, we can tell you the sentiment of um, your um, social media mm-hmm. and people or was that, how's it help? Whereas what I would say now is we can give you, um, uh, we can we can show you uh, your social engagement, um, but also let you drill into topics, see what's positive, what's resonating well, what's not resonating well. Um, we can show you over time how it's improving. The funny thing was, I came on board as a programmer. Um, I said within a few days, what's my job title? I mean, we, we need... Surely we need, you know, a chief technical officer. That's what I see on other startups. That's what they have. And Jason went, yeah, well, yeah that's fine. I'll do. I didn't fully, completely comprehend what the role entailed. Um, I mean, first board meeting, the first time I went to a board meeting was off for like a year and a half. Um, <laughs> but, you know, um, yeah, now I probably understood the role. I loved that role. That's my favorite role to date. Uh, well, one is quite close. Um, but, yeah, like flying by the seat of my pants. Just going, I, I've got this responsibility. 
crap, what do I do? Well, I think I need to do this, I need to do that. Generally, most of the decisions went well, fortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like, wow, I've got all this responsibility. This is quite scary, but so cool, because I love a challenge. Yeah. Um, and that was a hell of a challenge. I'm probably never going to get half that kind of challenge, the scale of challenge um, yeah, again. Yeah, because you were, you were like scraping Twitter, the, the whole of Twitter. You were analysing. I think the technical challenge was there, but it was also like, I've got to, I've got to recruit. I've never... You know, oh, I've, I've okay. Well, I've got to decide the strategy of our tech for this company, and I've got to get it right. Mm-hmm. If I screw this up, we haven't got a lot of money. Um, it's like, and I've got to make decisions on got engineers saying this, other engineers saying that. Um, and like, I've got to make a call. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely loved it. And um, yeah, um, kind of learned the job um, by osmosis. I just need, did just did what it, what needed to be done. Yeah? Yeah. Um, and everything started to fall in place. And I think because I was generally wanting things to be done the right way by tech and people, mm-hmm. Stuff went okay. Um, they obviously learned lessons along the way um, uh, with people management. Um, of course, you do. Uh, that's that's probably how you learn. Unless you have a really good mentor, which I probably never have. I never had at that point. Uh, my favourite bit was Twitter came to us to say, right, obviously EU referendum stuff. Um, uh, we want to show. We want on live on referendum night. We want to show. Because um, they've worked with us before, they they knew what they do, and they'd introduce us to people. Um, we want to show that live on um, uh, on screens on ITV News through the coverage, and we were like, okay. Um, so as that all those um, uh, tweets came in, like Robbo was the guy, um, the media guy, um, that the ITV News went to him, and he showed our screen, which to be honest, um, was only a web browser. And he had like a, a, a like a remote trackpad where you could use the finger swipes and swipe over to oh, the okay. next tab, which was another web browser, which was the other screen. Bit lo-fi tech, but yeah, it works. Ah, it um, works. He, wanted, he wanted like a proper solution. We're like, sorry, in the time, we can't do that. We can give you tabs. <laughs> we can give you web browser tabs. Um, but yeah, uh, we wanted him to like show some emotion stuff, but they were, they were like really conservative because it's live TV. You're very ultra conservative on live TV. Yeah. I mean, probably these days or certainly like YouTube, nobody care. Um, but you know, it had to look um, very boring, very, very safe and stuff. Anyway. But, um... The level of stuff that Blur could do just like. It was awesome. It was a little bit before its time, hmm. unfortunately, story of my life. Um, but also, we did not have enough sales mouse, <laughs> commercial mouse, really. Jason, bless him, you know, he, he took it quite far, fair play. I don't think I could have done that. Um, but he was, a, he was a lawyer. When when you tell people as a lawyer, like, you know, this is a story, if they don't care or believe you, well, that's their problem. Mm. When you try to sell stuff, you don't just say, oh, you don't want it. Okay, no problem. Yeah, we'll come back later. You, you know, we needed some – we did get some um, – uh, salespeople, especially one in the industry, um, was a proper salesperson, uh, Scott, and bless him, he was brilliant, but he was just too late. Um, right. And we just ran out of money and ran out of investor patience. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a bloody good product, and that was my first startup. Um, yeah. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, I built my first proper team as well. 
And it was a great team. Um, I right. love that team. So, you know, it's pretty great to go in there from just engineer. Presumably you got it, you know, through like Monster, Indeed, like one of these. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Well, in fact, it was an interview with Dan and Cargi, and they said for, for PHP Genie, and they were like, actually, this is probably, this role is a bit too genie for you, but how would you like to work on side project? I was but, like, oh, that's hey. cool. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, to go from that to then, yeah, like building up your whole team, uh, going to building this product, which you're dealing directly with Twitter. You've got TV coverage on uh, mm. TV evening news. It's, it's amazing. So then I guess, you know, obviously the company folded. Um, everyone got made redundant um, by the end of it. So get from there, you you went back to freelancing, didn't you? Or did you a little bit. Yeah, no, a little bit, actually. I mean, in the twilight years of Blurred, um, obviously, because I um, shut down Cookie Online a few years ago, but for sentimental value, when I thought maybe I should go freelance, maybe I should do the business again, I set up Cookie Online Limited, mm -hmm. part two. Uh, so it's uh, not the original company number, unfortunately. Ah. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but it's Cookie Online again. Um, yeah. um, and I did bits and pieces um, and um, I got burnt with um, invoices not being paid. Um, and then worked out how to get them paid, um, which I think we've spoken about. Yeah. Uh, Moneycollectionsonline.gov. I don't think it <laughs> anymore, but it's bloody, it was bloody effective. Um, if, they ignore the, if they ignore the correspondence, then they're screwed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so top tip, pay your invoices. Um, but it was like such a, because by the start, you know, point, young kids and it was like this is scary I, I can't i can't hack this at the time it was scary um and i jumped into the first job i could find which is go compare mm -hmm. uh, bit of a weird um yeah a bit of a weird um start to that job um because i've gone from like startup cto to senior engineer yeah. after nine months or so i'm like this 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 enterprise level stuff that you use this microsoft stuff it's garbage <laughs> Absolute pants. And also, in, in their world, you know, I'll just grown up at enterprise architecture. No, it's just about, like, why write one line, line of code when you can write 10? I mean, this yeah. is just bonkers. And why do I keep being told, oh, yeah, this is a bug. It's just a known Microsoft bug. It's, this is a known problem. This is a known. So I went there thinking I knew nothing, and I was here to learn the grown-up way. I left there thinking, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I've done that, but I feel much, much wiser knowing what the reality is actually like. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, Goco again. You got me redundant from Goco, was it? It did. Um, I mean, before that, it was a bit weird because um, I was uh, I, I got put in this kind of um, dumped in some dumped on some projects which were again quite a challenge, uh, like the whole company CMS because um, nobody else wanted to do it. So I said, I'll I'll do it. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, learned a bit about um, uh, enterprise CMSs and what happens when your SEO drops just a few percent. Um, then that's quite bad on companies with quite... like millions and millions of, you know, turnover. Yeah. 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 A couple of percent. That that hundreds of thousands of pounds. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It wasn't awful. Um, it, it's just, yeah, just one of those um, things of not all the right pieces um, evaluating things properly at the right time with enough information and stuff. Um, they, had, they had no idea this was even possible. They were just, because um, simple, like silly silly technical things where Google says, oh, that's not really ideal. So you're gonna drop your score a little, uh, couple of points because you're not doing 
redirects in situ. You redirect in somewhere and then redirect in to the error page. You know, silly, silly little things like that. Oh, okay. um, cost cost quite a lot of money. Um, uh, so yeah, I learned a bit about SEO there and all that kind of stuff. Um, but eventually, because the thing is, I was brought into GoCo to for my startup experience. Um, initially, it was like, um, well, we're gonna we're thinking, which was called for we are going to mm-hmm. um, of um, you know growing by acquisition. So um, they put a few companies um, and I was just there to kick my heels until they did. And then I could help out with my kind of startup experience. Yeah. Um, the, the jobs I, the kind of role that I, say so was my second favorite, um, was a couple of roles around taking on a couple of those acquisitions. Again, flying by the seat of my pants. I love this. So there was, um, there was a company that I was told by the CTO at the time, um, I, I quite like a, a, a short brief. Your task is to integrate this team. Don't break them, mm-hmm. right? Who are they? So, um, energy um, company up in Scotland, where um, I mean, the whole company only had about 30, 40 people, um, I think, um, and about eight and eight engine, well, eleven engineers, and um, their their thing was um, uh, kind of being able to switch your energy um, supplier, mm-hmm. but also like give you a quote and stuff. So you would call them up and say. I think I'm paying too much for my energy. And they would kind of take you through it and then go, right, we can switch you. But they had the software, which a lot of the suppliers use themselves, uh, like okay. the energy suppliers. Yeah. Uh, and it's really weird because you would call one of the energy suppliers to switch and they would pass you straight onto ELX to switch for them. Right. Anyway, okay. Um, but they were like quite intrinsic in that big machine. They were an important cog. So GoCo went, we'll have you because they had ideas and they wanted to do um, not just, um, well, obviously they were going into like, yeah, they do price comparison for car insurance. Why not energy as well? Mm-hmm. So that was part of the plan. So, um, but anyway, this, uh, this engineering team, um, I love, love explaining this. Um, first of all, everything was very wild west. Um, it was very much like the CEO wants this by yesterday. Then the next day he wants something else. And then the next day, I mean, bless him. He was probably trying harder and harder to push things forward and the, the team was just in flipping you know mm-hmm. flat space just producing stuff which was breaking and then one was trying to like manage it all and manage expectations okay. um and uh, like you know one was in you know one was in surrey one was in ohio in the states three were in the czech republic um the german was in spain i mean it was like they were all over the world and most of them had never met each other in their lives. Okay. And we were like, okay, come over to the office. And then we saw some of the relationships pan out and we were like, okay, maybe bring them together might not be the best idea. But anyway, it was, let's, let's actually get them talking. Let's try okay. to resolve some differences. Some not technical debt, but I don't know, relationship debt. Um, and it was, it was fun, you know, cause we had to kind of like hammer that team in some sort of shape, kind of align them to what we were doing. But I was trying to, be diplomatic because I didn't actually want them to do how we were doing things, but I wanted them to get close enough so I could say, there we go, I've, I've done as much as I can because the way we were doing things was just bureaucracy mad. Mm. Um, let, let's record the same thing in about three different systems. Anyway, um, so I didn't want that. Um, but yeah, to kind of make a make a show that I was got them yeah, more on track. Um, but I just wanted them to run as efficiently as I could. And I started to make some good relationships with people in Scotland. I went up there a few times. Um, my very first meeting with the CEO on my own um, was like um, I brought him some posh biscuits and I kind of smiled and said, I suppose you, you think I'm here to kind of like 
ruin all your processes and like you know cut you all out and stuff. And went, oh no 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 no. Um, accusation audit. Um, yeah, I advise anybody who's rubbish with people and negotiate to um, to read a book called uh, Never Split the Difference. Um, right. And, and accusation audit is a quite a cool thing he talks about. But you basically go the extreme version just to kind of like get them to look back off a little bit because they didn't want me there. But I managed to kind of um, say, look, I am here to help. Um, this is going to be a mess. It's probably going to get worse, to be honest. But right. we're gonna, ultimately, we're going to end up with a process where people get what they want. Because mm. uh, at the moment, this is just not working. Um, this is madness. I'm sure it works in a fashion. But, um, you know, essentially, we're all kind of like leading to, well, you need a product manager. Uh, well, who's the product manager? Well, I'll have to be it for the time being. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, that was cool. And then um, there's another team um, I looked after, and I actually had to rebuild because um, they'd had some redundancies. Um, then the company changed their mind. This is the company up in um, London, um, okay. my voucher codes, um, and um, started to get it firing start with the help of um, a really good agile coach actually because he'd put in a lot of um, groundwork uh, and it started to feel like a cohesive team and um, again another kind of career highlight was when uh, when one of the commercial guys saw what they'd done like their christmas advent calendar i was like Do you know what guys i've never seen this uh, us do something so cool mm -hmm. this is and um, that felt really really good um because uh, everything had come got better got to that point because I never would have been doing that with the, the way they were working before as well. So, um, yeah. Um, and that leads us on to things going really, really well. Um, me, the, the, um, the department went through a bit of a change in Newport. Um, and I was like, well, can I just, just go and run my own team and kind of like revolve around? Uh, we can be a satellite of GoCo, but, you know, I'd just rather do my own thing and work with the CEO of the, the company up in London, mm -hmm. uh, we started really well with, and we were both aligned with what we wanted to do. And I was given the green light uh, late, late in 2019. And then in uh, January, I was made redundant. Like oh. Completely, completely left field. <laughs> Wasn't expecting that. Yeah, I remember and at the time. crushed you, me. You saying that it was, uh, yeah, you know, it, I think you posted about on Facebook. You were just like, oh, big day today, and, you know, hopefully some big things on the horizon. And there was, yeah, no, they've made me redundant. Like, oh, oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I think the original plan was, yeah, they were going to honor that. And then went, oh, do you know what? We want to get sold. Let's just make the balance sheet look a bit better. Cut some engineering that we don't need. Management, mm. but yeah, they're first on the chopping block. Yeah, um, and um, yeah, I was gutted for the other people because we kind of knew that they were probably going to go, and they they looked at me in the room and were like, "Why are you here?" Like, mm. um, crushed me. Um, that honestly, absolutely crushed me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never had that before, mm. um, and I, I was broken by that. Um, yeah. It happens um, to a lot of people in far less fortunate circumstances, but yeah, yeah. Well, well it's still it's a big thing to happen to anyone at any point in their life, and you know, you're not. It's not like you're, you know, you free, single, and easygoing. You've still got two, yeah, yeah. two, well, two kids and a um, stepson, well, um, three kids, three kids, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But of course, yeah. it, you know, it doesn't end there. Well, where did you go from? Go compare. Well, Alex, um, somebody introduced me to uh, a guy, I can't remember what his name is, um, 
Uh, so, guy, um, <laughs> uh, um, well, actually, there was obviously a bit of a redundancy payout. Um, and it was, in fairness, the company was quite nice, um, more than it needed to be. Um, but uh, I was like, okay. Um, and I actually, oh, that was, that was early 2020. We had just bought our first house. Oh. And it was a couple of months before. Yeah. As well. And um, there was some event around 2020. Yeah, um, something happened. I don't know if you remember. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, my kid, my second kid was born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the, also, there was a global pandemic. Oh, well. something about a virus um, as well. Bit, bit of a cold. It didn't help. Bit of a cold, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, I was like, okay, I'll get a job easily. I'll get a job easily. I even, like, Skyscanner were a good example. Um, I've never kind of heard a recruiter be so un- angry and spitting blood down the phone because he was like I, you had that job that you practically had that job but i think skyscanner were like holy crap um flights yeah flights are probably not going to be very popular uh, <laughs> so maybe let's come back and recruitment drive and um yeah i just hit the market at the wrong time um, right and then was like um obviously yourself you introduced me to to gary um and then it was back to a startup again let's do startup stuff uh, i was doing a bit, other bits and pieces as well um, but yeah, um, port of travel back to back to do a startup again. Um, uh, it's probably small scale, less less staff, less resources, but um, but yeah, good fun uh, doing that. Um, Where's that takes up to? Twenty twenty one was it? Uh, was that, 20... Or was it late twenty twenty? That was late twenty twenty, I think. Um... Yeah, when it all started and. We really got going 2021, didn't 2021, we? 2021, yeah. And um, I won't go into too much detail on Porter uh, because uh, I'm going to be chatting to Gary next week. Ooh, so there we go. Um, yeah, he. I'll let I'll let him fill us in on the the story of Porter. Although hopefully yeah, this, these will get released that... in sequence. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so we can tell sense. the story of it was a brilliant idea, just let down by by a crap CTO. Um, um, that's why <laughs> it was the timing. It was, it was just, it was just, yeah, bad timing. I think trying to trying to launch a, uh, a travel startup over a pandemic, and then true. Um, yeah, it was, but uh, also, um, yeah, well, the, it's just uh, lots of other factors. I think with it, the 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 amount of money that was required from a marketing point of view, like we had a we had a, yeah. a solid product there, but when you're going mm. up against the likes of Booking.com. Uh, and the likes of other people who, you know, are the, the total amount of investment that Porter got. There were other places yeah, yeah, yeah. who had three times that amount just to spend on marketing it. So I know it, it's a kind of story in my startup life. It's like um, not to blow smoke on my own backside because I recruited the right people. Mm. Um, ads, um, and we even with Porter, we got the right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we got the right people involved, um, and we spent wisely on the tech stuff. But then. That almost makes it, um, you're almost setting yourself up sort of for a fall because unless you've got a much, much bigger budget for, you know, getting eyeballs on, on screen yeah. and getting versions, it's kind of pointless. Um, honestly, every kind of startup failure, every kind of uh, startup learning is a learning mm. uh, uh, for different reasons. Um, so damn useful um, yeah. and that should never be discounted. Oh, for uh, sure, for sure. Like, uh, you know, the end of the road is not the end of, that rule, that's just like the end of the chapter. I know I sound like my mum, because she'd always say things like this. So. <laughs> yeah, but you don't know who you're talking about. And she generally does, actually, um, even though she has no idea about tech. But, um, you know, uh, it, it's right. It's all learnings. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the next one, the next one, you've got much bigger chance, because you've learned some interesting lessons. I'm, I'm learning some lessons on the one I'm involved with now. Um, but, um, 
yeah, that was um, uh, where we were at Porter. And I've, I guess I've just been doing, um, oh, yeah, the supercar instructing stuff and the 3D print stuff. Yeah. Which I haven't talked about yet. Um, so Porter, uh, come in the other side of Porter now, um, which, yeah, we will cover off in a future episode of this. Um <laughs> I guess now we're looking at, yeah, you've kind of uh, come the other side of Porter and you are owning, well, not owning, running, managing, managing, running a co-working space, um, Springboard. Oh, yeah, um, um, Springboard, absolutely lovely here. Um, <laughs> that was, it generally is, I'm quite proud of it. I've had um, start, yeah, the, uh, the numbers are improving. This came about because um, obviously, obviously um, in the, um, uh, when I uh, was, gone back to work for myself doing bits and pieces after goku um and still being you know crushed from that working in a house gaining weight in lockdown doing your own business completely split off from the outside world wasn't having the best of effects on me uh mental health went properly into the toilet um disastrously really really badly um so I thought, oh, hang on a second. There was that co-working space that we, we used in in uh, Springboard, um, which is you know the whole reason I came to Cumbria in the first place was mm-hmm. for Blurt. Um, but we used to use a company here. Um, and um, I said, are they still running? And they said, no, it's not at the moment because, it's because of the pandemic. And then somebody had clocked that they knew me from my Blurt days and went, hang on a second. We know you. We don't mind. If you want to be the anchor tenant, speak to IndieCube. And perhaps you run it for them to speak to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I suddenly had for free um, a space outside the house. You know, slightly grotty little office, but didn't matter. <laughs> I was at least getting out the house. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was um, that and um, uh, the Smith and Sniff uh, podcast saved me. Um, but then, um, like, it was hard to get hold of the guy uh, quite a lot, um, uh, who was you know. I think I had to manage loads of IndieCube sites all over all over Wales. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, I was getting a little bit fed up, to be honest, but I kind of pitched this idea to a council and said, well, shall I run it? And they said, well, we have to kind of go through like the tender process. Um, yeah. And I th- eventually, I think they got no response from him. Um, right. and, uh, I, and we're like, actually, I don't think he's interested. Mm-hmm. Um, another like a couple of weeks or something. Um, if there's If there's no other kind of tenders for it, it's yours. Um, so they've helped quite a lot they've, um, uh, to get it set up. As a, as a little business, it's very slowly growing, mm-hmm. but it's bit by bit by bit. And I, I, in fact, I quite quite like this bit of variety. Um, sometimes it's a bit overwhelming, but like I try in like different days, I'll try and work a bit on different parts of what I'm doing. Yeah. Either it's the engineer, the AWS consultancy, Spring Hub. Um, I haven't done a lot of 3D printing for a while, mind. Um, <laughs> but, you know, um, I've still got some orders that are backed up, um, and obviously the supercar instructing. Um, yeah. That's like a part of the business, bizarrely. Um, but yeah, it's keeping me busy. Um, the supercar stuff, because I want to talk about that. Um, like, because everybody says, "Oh, how do you get into being a supercar instructor?" Do you know the experience days for everybody's listen. Yeah, to buy a voucher to drive a Lamborghini or whatever uh, around Castlecombe, and you know. But um, people say, "Oh, how do you get into it?" Literally. How I got into it was somebody I followed on Twitter because into car stuff said, "Is anybody, uh, well, anybody in the racing community would like to do supercar instructing?" And I piped up and said, "I've got no experience, but I'm happy to do training." Yeah. And he was like, you, "You'll come down." My training was: there's a Batmobile, there's a customer, there's his card, off you go. 
I mean, that, that was my training, the Batmobile. Okay. Right, well, first of all, how do you turn the Batmobile on? In this case, it's, um, well, now it's Mulgrew on a, on a switch that you have to turn. <laughs> Literally. Um, but, um, yeah, uh, in the Batmobile. And then, uh, what was it the next day? Um, some big American red thing. Um, but, um, oh, Gran Torino, that's what it was. Nice, um, nice. Um, so it's taken people around for their experiences, but but since then I've done a lot of uh, days with them. I've done, um, and then another company, uh, and now Silverstone. I've got some training booked in with Silverstone, and if I pass that, then I'll be going to Silverstone to do some work. I mean, that is not obviously right smack bang in the middle of IT engineering slash. You know, not that, at that all. That's so it's so far removed. <laughs> but um, it was quite useful. Because um, when one of my contracts was up at the beginning of the last, no, beginning of this year, mm-hmm. I was properly out of work. I went, oh, I'm sure something will turn up. And then, do you know, after the recruitment drive, insane recruitment drive, like at the end of last year, yeah. um, that kind of like double, that disappeared. And there was suddenly recruitment layoffs, mm-hmm. um, leave. Um, so I went onto the market right at the wrong time. Yeah. I'm like, oh crap, I thought I'd get a job quite easily. Turns out not. Um, so that was like a stopgap. And that was like February, March time, which suddenly then through the summer was just paying all the bills. Um, so I was doing a lot of, lot of them. Driving. To be fair, a stopgap, which involves driving supercars around a track, is definitely more exciting than yeah. uh, your spa stopgap. It's <laughs> <laughs> just true. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, people trying to kill you because they can't drive. Yeah. Um, I think they definitely can. It's more exciting than somebody throwing cans of beans at your head, I guess. Um, <laughs> I don't know. But... That seems quite fun. Well, not fun, but it, you know, it adds, a, adds a certain element of surprise to your day. <laughs> a bit of frisson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, you don't actually get to drive them that much. Yeah, that's the sad thing. You get to do warm up laps and the odd passenger lap. That's good fun. Uh, sometimes when it's like taking kids out in the police interceptor, right. they're living life because they're getting driven fast. Uh, not really fast, but they think <laughs> they're being driven fast in the yeah, police yeah. interceptor. But then you turn to a kid and go, "Yeah, was that was that fun? Was that fast enough?" Yeah, all right. Whereas uh, like adults have got a bit more. Adults are more scared. Yeah, because, yeah. I don't know. They've got more. They know what can happen, whereas a kid is like, oh, this is all right, you know, not really, not really care. Yeah, care yeah. When, you, when are you going to do some sick jumps like they do on Grand Theft Auto? Yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, not doing those today. Yeah, that's, oh, wrong car for that, wrong wrong suspension setup. It's been such a, a wild ride from that, you know, the original Aberystwyth software degree working in retail for a few years, then army moving to Cardiff, uh, yeah. <laughs> then moving to Cambridge, moving to Swansea, then immediately moving to Cumbran, and then now being back in Cardiff. Well, you're still in Cumbran, uh, but you know we worked together yeah. with Port uh, Cardiff, um, and now doing yeah, owning a co-working Stuff. space. Uh, and also teaching people how to drive race cars, as well as doing yeah. you know, the Amazon Web Services consultancy, which, you know, I'll be honest, that that, that makes sense as, as a lead-on from now, so I won't <laughs> go into, into that too much detail, but I think the other stuff yeah. that makes very little sense um, is just, yeah, it's just uh, such a such a journey. Um, 
such think, yeah, uh, such a crazy journey to go through. If I was trying to, if I was to try and analyze why it's ended up like, like that, um, I think yeah, because um, my career path is, and I'm drawing like a squiggly line with my finger here. Um, my career path has just been a mess. Yeah. It's just been because I've probably thrown myself at what needs to be done. Oh, I can do that. I'll, I'll do that. Or oh, that's a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh, that sounds like good fun. So I guess that's why I've got a bit of um, a weird, uh, weird career path. Yeah, no, it's really like it's so I find it so interesting. Um, hopefully other people do as well. Just one final question. Of all right. If you if you could do it all again, you know, if you if you could go back and start, mm. is there anything you do differently or any other avenues or paths that you'd like to pursue? Yeah, and I think because um, uh, this dawned on me and um, I was really annoyed about it, like. 15 years later, I suddenly realized I should not have, I should have done things in a slightly different order. And I wish I'd just, it boils down to, I wish I'd just talked to people and got advice because they said, why do that? That's stupid. Do that. Um, or um, that, I think, um, I think that's where it stems from because like the one decision, um, I was on track to go and uh, be an army officer um, in, you know, fingers, uh, fingers crossed. And I think that would have given me so much interesting life experience for a few years that would have come out and then i could have done the business um probably a bit better uh with a bit you know a bit of a wiser head um and um yeah i'm just annoyed uh, i never did that because i would have um that now i even know more about it would have been a fantastic career mm-hmm. um but uh, yeah it just boils down to um yeah talk to people um get advice uh you know the, the, just um use people as a sounding board um I don't think I've ever been very good at that. Hence, probably my crazy journey. Um, maybe, maybe if I had good advice, I wouldn't be on your podcast because we're on a much more straightforward path. But you know, <laughs> I guess it's not fun in the meeting. It's all about having fun. It's all about having fun in the middle. It's the, you That's know, true. The, the, not the end point. You know, the end point's the same for everyone. It's the, it's mm. the bit in between that is uh, what makes it real, really fun. But definitely, uh, definitely external sounding boards. Yeah, um, um, talk to people. Um, yeah. Ah, oh, wicked. Well, be my top tip to myself. To yourself. Previous you, past you. Um, yeah, what would you say to past you? But no, that's, uh, that's really, yeah, just so, such a journey of different things. But yeah, cheers for, cheers for having a chat, Miles. Um, no problem. Um, I enjoyed that. We shall. I also am very aware that I've got to go pick my kids up, otherwise, they, I've got to get a phone call from the school quite soon. All social services. <laughs> yeah. I better let you call then. Um, but yeah. Brilliant to chat, mate. And um, yeah, you too, mate. All right, take it cool. easy. Cheers, Miles. Ciao. Thanks so much for listening to episode 7. If you've listened all the way through the episode, please consider subscribing to the podcast and leaving a review, maybe even sharing with your friends. If you've got a story you'd like to tell, feel free to get in touch. The email address is in the episode description, along with the links to some of the things we spoke about in the podcast today. I'll be back with another episode on Monday next week, so hopefully you'll be hearing from me again soon. Thanks, bye!